Two Geeks, Two Beers. Episode 32, The Incredible Hulk TV Series. Time to put this ordeal behind me. stayed on. He can't be the Hulk. I'm the Hulk. Oh, please. You couldn't even change into Bill Bixby. Mm, cheers. Cheers. Mm. Well, hello. Uh, welcome to another new episode of Two Geeks, Two Beers, and a Laptop with me, Morgan. <laughs> And my pal Tom. Hello. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm going to kick off by talking about the beers that we're drinking. You're very chuffed with this. Aren't Do you know, I think we, I think I've had that myself mm-hmm. this time. Uh, this is a little clue as to what we'll be talking about this episode. <laughs> so we're drinking uh, an American Pale Ale. It's Beaver Town Gamma Ray. Gamma Ray. Gamma Ray. Yeah. Brilliant. Because uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about the Incredible Hulk, but specifically which era Hulk? Well, specifically. Because there's so much with you know comic book characters, you can talk yeah. about uh, many different eras and iterations and versions. Uh, we are going to be heading back into uh, the late seventies slash early eighties to talk about the live action TV series, uh, The Incredible Hulk. Awesome. Um, so this was a show that you don't know a lot about this show, do you? What do, what do you know about this show? Lou Ferrino is yeah. green, making <laughs> things, and then um, with the the thing around his. That he's, the stick that he's holding walking home he's, yeah. always got, he's always got that classic kind of hitchhiking he's got a little stick with a little handkerchief yeah. wrapped around it so, is he, so he goes to a different town each time he fucks up <laughs> and, and he manages to live somewhere establish yeah. himself yeah. set up like a practice or whatever yeah. and then fuck up and then do it again yeah. at the end of each episode yeah right alright so that, that so you can do time travel as well that format that format carried the Incredible Hulk uh, across five seasons Jesus of 82 episodes um, the show aired on, on CBS uh, from November 4th, 1977 to June the 2nd, uh, 1982. God. Um, and the series, the series marked quite a dramatic departure from the comic book source material, but it also shaped the way in which the character is portrayed today. So in the mid-1970s, this guy, Kenneth Johnson, he was a TV producer who had previously created uh, V, you know the show V, yeah. and The Bionic Woman, that's why we created that. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnson, not to be confused with the actor of the same name who played Curtis Lemonhead Lemansky on Emmy-winning FX cop series The Shield, <laughs> um, Johnson was approached about working on some Marvel Comics properties. Uh, but he turned down the offer at first, he was like, ah, comic books, not interested. But while reading the novel Les Miserables, uh, he became inspired and began working to develop the Hulk comic into a TV show. Why was he inspired by Les Mis? Well, I'll get on to that. <laughs> so, uh, you go, first of all, you had to cast the lead role yeah. of, uh, of Dr. David Banner. Uh, and so in that role, Johnson cast Bill Bixby, mm. uh, who was his first and only choice for the role. He was then best known for his uh, performance on the CBS sitcom My Favourite Martian. 
Now, The Hulk... It got remade with Christopher Lloyd. It did get remade with yeah. Christopher Lloyd, yeah, yeah, yeah. Badly. Um, <laughs> when we do this scene, Lou Ferrigno, who plays the Incredible Hulk, I am not the Incredible Hulk, of course. We are two different people. And uh, through the use of makeup and um, green makeup on Lou and the wide eyes and everything, it looks as if I become the Incredible Hulk. That you Hulk. turn into. That's right, like I change into him. Yeah. But of course, that's just make-believe, and uh, that's the magic of motion pictures. The Hulk was, was a harder uh, role to cast. Uh, do you know any, any of the people who went up for it? So this is mid-70s. Mid-70s, yeah. Arnie wasn't around yet. No, no, there really? you go, spot on. Oh, right. So Arnold Schwarzenegger auditioned for the role of the Hulk, but, and I know this is going to rub you the wrong way. Arnie was rejected due to his inha- inadequate height. Ugh. Only six foot two. Fuck it, yeah. Yeah, they were like, get out of here, short arse. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, yeah. Then I mean, hired for the role was uh, Richard Keel, um, best known for playing the James Bond henchman Jaws. Yeah. Um, he, was, he, was, he was hired to play the Hulk. However, during filming, it became clear that his tall but underdeveloped physique, because he was like a tall guy, but he wasn't like a big guy. Uh, I wouldn't mess with him. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. But like, you know, he wasn't hugely muscular, he was just tall. Yeah. Uh, and so his physique did not really resemble the Hulks. Um, although a very brief shot of Keel does remain in the uh, show's pilot episode. You sort of, the shot from above and you can sort of see the top of his head. Okay. Uh, so then Keel was replaced with... Andre the Giant? Not under the giant. Yeah, could have get out of there. No, he was replaced with six foot five professional bodybuilder Lou Ferrino, yeah. who had previously appeared alongside Arnold Schwarzenegger in the nineteen seventy five documentary film Pumping Iron. <laughs> as good as having sex with a woman and coming. It feels like coming. I'm coming all day long. Excellent. Yeah. Nice scene. I'll really say. difficult. Yes. Very good and. Uh, the show on TV would be incredible, and won't we'll, we'll look real. You can't tell if it's real in the year or not. It will look, look real, yeah. Yes, yeah. it looked real to us. We thought it really broke here for a moment that you were going to go down with it. Were you scared to do that? Not really. One of the quality show, you got to give them the best performance. So the makeup process used to transform Farino into the Hulk uh, took three hours. Uh, the green wig he wore as the Hulk was made of dyed yak hair, and this is my favourite little uh, little <laughs> nugget of information. The Hulk is always barefoot, but in outdoor scenes, Lou Ferrino often wore Hulk green slippers to protect his feet. <laughs> um, I'll be an odd bastard, but I'm not going to walk on there. Uh, uh, the third and final regular cast member was Jack Colvin as Jack McGee, a journalist who pursues the Hulk. So that's where the lame is thing comes in. So he was sort of like Javert. the Javert right. to, uh, to to. We will nip it in the butt. He was uh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crow. yeah. He was he was the Javert to Bruce Banner's uh, Jean Valjean. Uh, so it's like Monsieur Banner, you'll wear a different shirt. And Jack McGee, Jack McGee was a right shit. He sort of he sort of looked like Willem Dafoe's dad in the nineteen seventies. Oh, hang on, just get McGee. There it is, that's McGee. Do you know what I mean? He's uh, got, McGee, eh? He's got the kind of Willem Dafoe uh, yeah, vibe about him. Did you hear what happened? No. The Hulk showed up. Busted up the station. Hulk? Yeah, the Hulk. He's a big green man, more like a creature, very strong. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I uh, think I heard something about that. My name's McGee, I'm a reporter. Have you been with Majestic for long? A couple of years. Got any new guys around there? Uh, it's a big company. Well, what, what are you doing? You're running an article of cabbies or something? 
Yeah, well, I might be, maybe one. Well, why, why don't you write it about me? I mean, my wife would get a big kick out of it. Well, I don't think you exactly fit my needs. Well, how come? I mean, I've been driving a hack a long time, you know. I know all the ins and outs. Sorry. You're positive now. I don't mind talking about myself. You know, would you like to hear about when I was a kid? Not really. Yeah, but but thanks. Thanks anyway. So, Incredible Hulk uh, began in 1977 with a two-hour, two-hour pilot movie. So the story goes, I'm trying to get this as but... David Bruce Banner, we'll get onto that. Yeah. Is is a physician and scientist employed at the Culver Institute who is traumatized by the car accident that killed his beloved wife Laura, uh, haunted by his inability to save her. Banner, in partnership with Dr. Elena Harding Marks, played by Susan Sullivan, he conducts a study on people who, while in danger, summoned superhuman strength to save their loved ones. So that's a real thing. You know how like sometimes mm-hmm. people can like flip cars and shit when you know they're. A door is trapped under a, under yeah. a car. They can somehow summon incredible strength. Working late one night, Banner hypothesizes that high levels of gamma radiation. Cheers. There you go. Yeah, yeah. See what we've done there. From sunspots, contributed to the subject's increase in strength. Banner conducts an unsupervised experiment in the lab, bombarding his own body with gamma radiation, but gets an accidental overdose. Driving home in a heavy rainstorm. Banner's frustration peaks when his car gets a flat tyre and he injures himself with a tyre iron while trying to change it and this triggers his transformation into the Incredible Hulk. mundane he's just like oh wet and this bloody tire iron oh hulk out it's like what if he just sort of stubbed his toe yeah and just been like oh, hulk out is you know he's not in any mortal peril there and if he never if he ever needs to sort of um display an example of brute strength it's mm. just to bend a tire iron bend a tire <laughs> so tabloid journalist jack mcgee bloody journalist uh, has been probing banner's research and begins investigating sightings of the hulk sneaking into banner's lab uh, McGee is caught by Banner and, startled, causes a chemical spill that starts a fire. Banner saves McGee, but Dr. Marks, his uh, Banner's partner, she suffers fatal injuries and dies. McGee, who'd only seen the Hulk carry Mark's body away, assumes that the Hulk had killed both her and Banner. And Dr. Banner, now presumed dead, goes into hiding while trying to find a cure for his condition. Now, so now you're all caught up. Yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's revisit all of that. And you know how I love I love uh, theme tunes like like Transformers. Explain Autobots it. wage their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. Decepticons. Everything you need to know. <laughs> um, th- this has a great opening narration, which likewise tells you everything you need to know about the Incredible Hulk. 
Dr. David Banner, physician, scientist, searching for a way to tap into the hidden strengths that all humans have. Then an accidental overdose of gamma radiation alters his body chemistry. And now when David Banner grows angry or outraged, a startling metamorphosis occurs. is driven by rage and pursued by an investigative reporter. Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The creature is wanted for a murder he didn't commit. David Banner is believed to be dead. And he must let the world think that he is dead until he can find a way to control the raging spirit that dwells within him. Now, I love that. I love, in particular, the, the narration by uh, Ted Cassidy. For a crime he did not commit. Dr. David Banner, physician, scientist, and accidental overdose of gamma radiation. Great lover. <laughs> so, Ted Cassidy, who did that, he was, he was an actor and voice artist, Best known for his role of uh, Lurch on the Adams really? Family in the mid nineteen sixties, that character intended to be mute, uh, mute but Cassidy ad libbed his signature line, "You rang." Yeah, that was all him. You rang. As well as narrating the show's opening, Cassidy provided the Hulk's growls and roars uh, <laughs> during the show's first two seasons until uh, his death from complications from heart surgery oh. in nineteen seventy nine. But his off-screen narration for the Incredible Hulk. Uh, Dr. David Benner remained after his death and continued throughout the show's entire run. And did you notice in that opening sequence, the word anger is the first thing you see on screen. It's the first thing you see on screen in every episode, and then the camera pulls out to reveal that it's actually the word danger Uh, on the gamma ray device. Who and why they call him incredible? Wow, pretty incredible, eh? Yeah, but that's that's pretty incredible. Yeah, but... Is it the it's journalist McG- guy? It's McGee. It so, McGee. So after he sees the Hulk for the first time, right. he writes a story being like, incredible Hulk, in quotes, uh, kills two. Okay. And then after that pilot, it is basically the fugitive with superpowers with a dash of Les Mis. Yeah. Uh, so that's... I never thought there'd be a Les Mis connection with him. There we go, As you eloquently put it, Banner uh, endlessly drifts from place to place until he fucks up, <laughs> uh, assuming different identities and odd jobs to support himself and sort of fund research uh, for a cure. Now, (laughs) despite being a genius level scientist and MD, his false surnames always begin with the letter B and he always keeps his first name. So he's always like, yeah, I'm I'm David Banyan. I'm David Baxter. At least, yeah. He's like, 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 McGee will never find me. It's foolproof. (laughs) Hang on, there's a guy who looks exactly like David Banner, but he's called David Banyan. Oh, he's got on. the exact same face. Yeah, got to be a different nah, guy. That's not, ah, that's not nah. McGee is only a tabloid journalist, ah, in fairness. So, uh, despite trying to stay incognito, Banner often finds himself caught up in the troubles of the townsfolk, eventually leading to him hulking out. But he does it every time. Well, he can't that. He tries to stay incognito, and they're always caught up with like but where, the local sheriff, you know, who's causing trouble. Or when he goes to New Town, robbers. does he get like a job, or is he just sort of? He's, he's out? sort of an odd job man. He becomes like a caretaker. Uh, uh, um, and then at the end, checking of his CV at all, and checking his like. I think it's sort of you know low demand work. It's uh, like you can probably it's probably cash in hand. It's probably cash in hand. The banner mostly does. Uh, you don't, don't have to declare it. <laughs> and then at the end of every episode, uh, Banner flees. Scared the publicity over the Hulk's rampages will eventually alert the local authorities or McGee. 
Uh, as you mentioned, how, how does every episode of The Incredible Hulk end? Like, da, 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 da. sort of thing. Almost, yeah, yeah. Good. yeah, it would always end with him walking down the street, yeah. sticking his thigh, hitchhiking. Yeah. He'd always have his little sort of knapsack. Yeah. Uh, Did they invent that? Or was that already a thing for centuries? What? Hitchhiking? No, the whole <laughs> holding a knapsack as, as you're kind of, I think, I'm sad and I'm walking I, down the road. No, I think, I don't think that was... Or was that like a cartoon, like Mickey Mouse type thing? I don't know where they, who invented the sort of the idea of the, the knapsack carrying hitchhiker. <laughs> I'd be surprised if it was the Incredible Hulk, but it might have been. It's an innovative, innovative show. Yeah. So it's called a bindle. Bindle, is that, so that's the sort of knapsack yeah. thing on a stick. A bindle is the bag, sack or carrying device stereotypically used in the American subculture of hobos. Yeah. A bindle stiff was another name for a hobo who carried a bindle. So Bruce Banner is a bi- bindle stiff. Yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't even mention Bruce Banner because I'd say he's the most famous bindle holder. I think he's the most famous bindle stiff of all time. Yeah. Bruce Banner's bindle boy. So while, while Bruce Banner was always walking away with his bindle, yeah. they would play every at the end of every episode the sad walking away music yeah. from the end of The Incredible Hulk. Or as it's actually called, uh, the Lonely Man theme. <laughs> which is a beautiful composition. <laughs> it is! Why are you laughing? It's a beautiful bit of music by Joe Harnell. Bad day at work, I'm just walking on. So it ends like that every episode? Yeah. It's so melancholic for it, what is essentially like a fun action romp. Just wait, just wait. So Hornell, who wrote that music, uh, he was an accomplished jazz and pop musician working as an accompanist uh, alongside singers such as Judy Garland and Molly and Dietrich early yeah. in his career. He later became an Emmy nominated uh, film and television composer. And in fact, his son, Jess Harnell, is also a voice actor and singer, best known as the voice of Wacko Warner on Animaniacs. Really? There you go. <laughs> In the majority of episodes, uh, the only science fiction element yeah. in the show was the Hulk himself. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I had a chat oh. uh, back in 2015 with uh, my mate David Tennant. I mean, David were talking about because David was a big fan of because yeah. David of course was in Jessica Jones I was going to say how did this come up well David of course was in Jessica Jones uh, the Marvel series mm-hmm. and so we were talking about you know the, the Marvel series he had watched as a kid and he was talking about how much he enjoyed The Incredible Hulk but he was sort of lamenting that it was all a bit all a bit small scale these are all the TV shows and movies that I wished for when I was a kid mm. I mean we had Bill Bixby <laughs> The Incredible Hulk <laughs> nothing wrong with that I loved it yeah. I loved it yeah. but you know he was never battling Modoc. He was, <laughs> he was battling the sheriff who was yeah. peddling moonshine. Bank robbers and yeah, it yeah. was all a little bit small scale. So it's it's nice that 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 cinematic universe now has the scale that I'd always wished it would have. Mm. But he knows his stuff. But yeah, he does. He does that when, when he said Bill Bixby. I was like, this is a guy who knows his stuff. But actually, uh, CBS, the network, they tried to push. Uh, at times to have the series become more sort of sci-fi and fantasy orientated so they wanted like aliens from outer space and superpower villains um, but according to Lou Ferrino it was Bill Bixby who always fought back to maintain the show's more realistic dramatic feel and and Bixby he clearly he took it he took this shit seriously because uh, he, he, despite facing some criticism early on for 
signing up for a comic book series which seems a bit of a joke he would always defend the show and tell people you know just watch it give it a chance it's not quite what you think yeah. it's, it's, it's more, a bit more serious um, and one example of him how seriously he took it uh, he would be careful when they were shooting that he would never be seen or never be photographed alongside Luferino uh, when he was all in his Hulk makeup right. and guise because he didn't want kids to see photos of them yeah. se- hanging out and separate because he wanted kids to really believe that they were uh, the same person and apparently paparazzis and tabloids at the time were always trying to get a picture of them together and Bixby would never allow it. Well, it's like you'd never see Mark Ruffalo hanging out with them big massive CGI <laughs> hobbits. That's true. It's the same, very much the same thing. It's yeah. to maintain maintain the illusion. And I was talking at the start about uh, it changes to the source material. So this guy uh, Kenneth Johnson, he got dispatched entirely with the comic book supporting cast from the Hulk comics. Uh, characters like Rick Jones, Betty Ross, General Ross, uh, and he also changed the name of the Hulk's comic book alter ego, Dr. Bruce Banner, yeah. as he's more commonly known, to Dr. David Banner for the TV series. Now, a couple of reasons that have been cited as to why, why this was the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnson himself said again, he didn't want it to be like a typical comic book series, he wanted it to be taken a bit more seriously, and he didn't like the kind of comic book uh, cliche, the staple, that they would have these alliterative names, yeah. so Peter Parker, Reed Richards, Bruce Banner, he felt that made it seem a bit cartoonish. So that was his explanation. However, according to both Stanley and Lou Ferrino, it was also changed because CBS thought the name Bruce sounded too gay. <laughs> That's in quotes. They said, nah, too gay. Bru- tell Bruce Willis that. Bruce, yeah, tell, yeah, exactly, yeah. Too gay. Much of it happened now. <laughs> Bru- Bru- Bruce Wayne? It's too gay. Too gay. Um, right. John Johnson denied that, but, uh, you know, do you know what? Lou Ferrino and Stan the Man... I don't know, I know who I'm believing. Uh, Johnson had also wanted the Hulk to be uh, coloured red rather than green. Because More anger, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. His argument was that that's the colour of rage. Yeah, and good point. Why is he green? Um, although it was originally grey in the original comics. Oh. Um, however, Stan Lee, uh, he put his foot down and he said, the Hulk's colour was not something that could be changed. But the show created many... Uh, kind of inventions of its own, which would then go on to become iconic parts of the Hulk uh, mythos. So the Lonely Man theme, mm-hmm. um, and also the classic line from the pilot. The classic, what's the classic line that Bruce Banner says? Oh, um, you won't like me when I'm angry. Yeah, don't yeah. make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Um, and that line in particular has been either sort of repeated. So that in the comics? No, that's from the show. That's just from the show. But it has since been used in the comics and, it, and it's been kind of repeated or referenced in subsequent live action yeah. screen versions in which, as you say, the character's been played by most recently Mark Ruffalo, but prior to that, Eric Banner, uh, Edward Norton. Dr. Banner, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. TV version of the Incredible Hulk as well. Uh, it's also been frequently, specifically that version has been frequently referenced in uh, pop culture. It's been spoofed many times, which is the sign that something's you know, really permeated pop culture, yeah. uh, particularly in Family Guy. Like separate one <laughs> is clearly a big fan of this series in particular. There's a, there's one episode that just starts with a shot-for-shot recreation 
of the Incredible Hulk opening <laughs> sequence. There's no jokes. It's just a shot-for-shot recreation. Um, and, and, and there are other little, little moments where it's referenced as well. Good afternoon, everyone. As you know, we of the Christian faith believe that Jesus is not really dead, but that he must let the world think that he is dead until he can find a way to control the raging spirit that dwells within him. Da, 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 da. That's so niche. If he hadn't shown me the clip before, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. I, know, I know he's holding up the, the whole picture, but yeah. I wouldn't have got the reference. No. I do feel like Seth MacFarlane writes Family Guy for himself. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, you didn't get the joke? Fuck you. Yeah. I liked it. So the original series, uh, The Incredible Hog, ended in 1982. Uh, legend has it, legend, I say legend, uh, that, that Lou Ferrino was driving to the White House to meet then-President Ronald Reagan uh, when he heard on the radio that the series was cancelled. A shocked Farino then contacted his boy, Bill Bixby, um, and, and informed him that the series had ended, which surprised... This is, this is what it says on IMDb. Which surprised the cast and crew. So I don't know if they were like all filming, and they was like, I've got, I've got bad news, the show's been cancelled. And he's like, what? what? Oh, oh man, i got to break the news to all these guys. Oh, that sucks. Bizarre. But it was on the radio. Mm. Uh, a finale was never written due to the surprise cancellation. Um, though Kenneth Johnson had wanted to do a final episode in which David Banner would have been successfully cured of the Hulk. So yet again, just left hanging. Well, well, not quite, not quite. Because after the cancellation of the television series in 1982, uh, CBS's rival network NBC revived The Incredible Hulk wow. for three TV movies. And at this point, it's interesting, it kind of goes a bit proto kind of MCU. It kind of starts doing the whole shared universe thing years before yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So in 1984, so this is two years after the series originally went off the air, Bill Bixby got in touch with uh, Nicholas Hammond, who played. Have you ever seen any of uh, The Amazing Spider Man, this live action TV show? No. From 1977. Uh, it was this. Let's have, a, let's have a quick blast of that. It was a pretty god awful live action. You know, Stanley is pretty much, you know, pretty amiable chap. Uh, but he's like, the one version I hated of all my characters live action Spider Man from the Devil Show. That was an absolute travesty. The world's favorite comic book hero, followed by 84 million readers a year. Now, he comes alive. For the first time on the screen, you'll see it all. The spectacular adventures of the amazing Spider-Man. He can do the things a spider does, you know, uh, climb walls and, and spin webs, and he's very, very strong. You've heard about him. You've read about him. Now, you'll see him in action. Kill him. No challenge is too great. No enemy is too strong. The most popular, most daring, most exciting superhero in the entire world. At last, he comes alive for his most incredible adventure. Now, Spider-Man takes on a madman who's turning the streets into a siege of terror. More and more people are being mysteriously hypnotized into threatening the entire city and destroying themselves. Look up high as one man 
does the impossible. He uses all his fantastic spider powers to battle the most evil forces ever imagined. Astounding live action excitement. The super adventure of everybody's favorite superhero. Spider-Man. Now, he lives. He uses his spider powers to battle the most evil forces he's ever imagined. Mostly ninjas, though, by the looks of that. Yeah, mostly ninjas. I just love how they explain literally everything. <laughs> Trust us, you will realize it. Look how, look how hard he is. Look what he's doing. He can climb up walls. He can shoot webs. He's so good. Please watch it. Please. So, uh, uh, Bill Bixby got in touch with Nicholas Hammond, who played Peter Parker in that series, uh, to propose uh, like a Hulk Spider-Man yes. TV movie crossover. <laughs> it would have come out anyway. It would have been good. It would have been good. It would have been good. Look, look, please, please. Look how strong. It's, it's really good. Look how strong Hulk is. And Spider-Man's yeah. good too. Now they're together. Have a look at this. <laughs> so Hammond apparently agreed to the offer, but Universal Studios, who are going to distribute it. They, uh, they, they eventually cancelled the project, so it didn't come together. <sighs> However, four years after that, in 1988... Got Adam West involved, and <laughs> I know it's DC. But... That been, oh, no, it would have been, yeah, nice. Marvel versus DC yeah. could have happened. No, in 1988, The Incredible Hulk returned in the imaginatively titled The Incredible Hulk Returns. Right. Uh, and this marked the first time that another Marvel Universe character uh, appeared in the Hulk TV series. Uh, so in this... David Banner meets a former student, played by Steve Levitt, who has a magical hammer. Can you guess what happens ah, next? Okay. That summons Thor, nice. played by Eric Allen Kramer, a Norse god who is prevented from entering Valhalla. Uh, this was set up as a backdoor pilot for a live-action TV series starring Thor. Uh, it didn't happen. Have a look at this clip, and you might get an idea oh, as to why. Okay. What is it that you pound on my door with such insolence? Insolence? No, I, 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 I'm uh, looking for a man who I... You have found one. Uh, yeah, but this is a particular man. Oh, I am a particular man. It's named Especially uh, about Banyan. those I speak with. It's, uh, and I do not like your face. A D. You Banyan. look like a rat-tailed Saxon to me or a I'm thieving Celt. So I just came up looking for this Banyan. Well, then you have found him, Mushpine. I am Banyan. You're Banyan. Uh, well, I don't... Uh, <laughs> I, this must be um, another Banyan that I'm... Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry to have bothered you. H have a nice day. <laughs> I'm learning to be subtle. The enemy retreats with nary a blow struck. Yeah, real subtle. You know, what's going on there? <laughs> so, so that was... Uh, Thor was hanging out with... David Banner, yeah. under the guise of David Banyan, yeah. McGee sticking his nose in, yeah. and so Thor scared McGee right. away. I don't think Hemsworth's going to lose any sleep over that. No. I think he's, think he's alright. And he just they sort of kept talking over each other in a way that I don't think they were meant to. It was just, <laughs> it was just, just 
pretty, pretty poorly put together. He was holding a very impressive Stein, though. That, he was, was, a, that was like a three-pointer. We love a Stein, and one-handed. Yeah, he had the, he had the physical attributes of, of uh, to play Thor, just none of the actual acting <laughs> skills. Uh, uh, so that that film uh, actually marked Jack Colvin's final appearance as McGee. He didn't appear again in the, in the franchise. Uh, this was followed one year later by The Trial of the Incredible Hulk, uh, directed by Bill Bixby. In this, uh, David Banner meets a blind lawyer named Matt Murdock wow. and his alter ego, Daredevil. Amazing. Uh, in this film, the Incredible Hulk and Daredevil battle Wilson Fisk, the kingpin of crime. Uh, Daredevil was portrayed by actor, pop star, and former teen icon Rex Smith. Rex Smith. Rex Smith. It was in one of my all-time favorite um, films growing up. It, it was the the movie adaptation of Pirates of Penzance, starring Kevin Kline, Angela Lansbury, and Rex Smith. It was the three of them as the main cast. Right. Incredible. I did not expect the thing that excited you most this episode to be I know. Rex Smith. So no, no, why well, that's one of your favourite films. <laughs> let me ch- let me check. Is it the same Rex Smith? I mean, I don't yeah. imagine there's more than one yeah. Rex Smith. He played Frederick. <laughs> It was a Broadway... You lit up, your eyes lit up then. You it was were like, a Broadway... Like, oh, oh, yeah, the Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah. Production. And Rex they made, Smith. They made a movie version of it. What was it called? Parts of Ben's Hands. Oh, yeah. Sullivan. You're not wrong. Star is Frederick in, in uh, the yeah. stage version, like the movie version of Parts of Ben's Hands. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Kline. It's part of the <laughs> Yes, Frederick. From today, you rank as a full-blown member of our band! Yeah! Yeah! My friends... I thank you all from my heart for your kind wishes. Would that I could repay them as they deserve. What do you mean? So there you go. He was the first actor to play Daredevil in live action. There you go. Oh, if you like that, you'll love this. <laughs> Playing uh, Wilson Fisk, the kingpin, none other than our old favourite, John Reese davies Oh, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, this was also set up as a backdoor pilot for a live-action TV series featuring Daredevil, and again, nothing came of it. <laughs> Why, though? How bad can it have been? Well, have a look. <laughs> While trying to stop a mother, Dr. David Banner has attacked himself. Angered and out of control, he transforms into his alter ego, the Incredible Hulk. Banner is mistakenly held for the crime, and a blind lawyer comes to his defense. I can go to work on getting you out of here. Maybe I belong in a cage. But the lawyer is none other than Daredevil. Will Daredevil and the Hulk triumph over evil to help an innocent victim? Marvel was just a joke for a long time. <laughs> it just was, until they sorted it out. Yeah. In two thousand, I like, I like the idea. This is this is coming out like a couple of years after like Christopher Reeve Superman. Yeah. That came out. That came out the same year as Tim Burton's Batman. God, D- that looks like nineteen seventy two. At best, DC were schooling. Marvel are getting like their own bat now because yeah. DC were schooling them for the longest time. Um, one of my favorite sort of low red things about that TV movie is that Bruce Ban or oh, sorry David Banner yeah. has a beard throughout, but when he turns into the Hulk, he doesn't. <laughs> They were like, either either Lou Ferrigno they couldn't be asked to stick a fake beard on him, or Bixby's like, nah, I'm not shaving my beard. And they're like, yeah, Bill, you kind of have to because Lou doesn't have one. Nah. <laughs> All right. Just, <laughs> it's part of the gamma. Just, yeah. Sort of shaved just, beard. Just action, I guess. Don't worry about it. Fine. So the third and final TV movie was The Death of the Incredible Hulk mm. in 1990, uh, in which David Banner falls in love with an Eastern European spy and saves two kidnapped scientists. 
And the film ends, sure enough, with a Hulk taking a fatal fall from an aeroplane, uh, reverting to human form just before he dies. And we can see now the, uh, the poignant final moments. David, don't. Don't die. We could be free now. Yes, me. There. Cheers, stuff. Was that just Bill Bixby doing a Harrison Ford game? Kill me, Bella. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. No, right. So this is this is really tragic on so many levels, genuinely. So despite despite the apparent death of the Hulk in the 1990 film, mm-hmm. that was not meant to be the final Hulk TV movie. There was meant to be another one called Revenge of the Incredible Hulk, in which so it was just like, oh yeah, we kill him, but it's just a thing, and then he comes back. Um, but, it, but it was abandoned uh, for, for two reasons, the big comeback. One was that no one watched Death of the Rock. <laughs> but also because of Bill Bixby's declining health, um, he passed away after a fight with cancer uh, in November 1993. So unintentionally, yeah. the series ends on a really... I mean, it was always going to end with that. But it ends on a really, yeah, melancholic, maudlin note with the, the death of Bruce Banner, which it wasn't meant to. It's, it's like, it's, do you know what it is? It's like Blake 7. Yeah. Because you know the thing with Blake 7 where... They wanted more... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the end of Blake 7, all the characters get killed. Yeah. In, you know, quote, quotation marks. It was meant to come back and there would be a, ah, actually a cliffhanger. But then it didn't. So it, they do all yeah, just well. die at the end. <laughs> yeah. But as I said, uh, Bruce Banner died, but the legacy of the show lives on. So ironically, despite not actually voicing the Hulk in the series, uh, Lou Ferrino went on to voice the Hulk... Yeah. in several projects since, uh, beginning with the Incredible Hulk animated series from the 90s. Uh, now this was a series that had its, its ups and downs. Uh, it started out really, really strong, really good, at, with sort of tackling darker material. Uh, they decided it was then, I think, too dark for kids. Uh, sort of went, did a reverse reboot. Um, <laughs> and, and, and then they uh, revamped it to make it more kind of kid-friendly. Got David Bowie involved, get some music. <laughs> uh, it didn't quite go that awful. But yeah, they, they made it more, more kid-friendly and cartoony. Uh, but the early stuff is really strong, really good. Um, but the best thing about that 90s Incredible Hulk series that Lou Ferrino did the voice in was the incredible uh, opening and theme music. Uh you can't really appreciate it without vis- visuals. We'll have a blast of the theme now, yeah. which is strong anyway. But check out the full opening on YouTube because it is like a work of art. I think it's properly like incredible.
Anyways. Compare that to your Ben 10s. Yeah. Can you explain something to me? Go on. Because the main Hulk that I know is unfortunately the latest incarnation of the Hulk. All right. What do you say, unfortunately? No, no, it's good, but yeah. I, it's the only right. source material I know. Yeah. And in that one, he seems to just be able to control it at will. No, no, no. Don't make him angry. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. No, but he just sort of does it. Like he did in that film. Ah, uh, yeah. He sort yeah, of does not, it whenever he wants. Yeah, I'm, really, plus, uh, I'm really on board with that. He can sort of talk and do stuff. Like yeah, a little bit. Purely human. Yeah, you can, yeah. But in these ones, is it? I thought it was always like a werewolf situation where he didn't know when it was coming and it happened and he had no recollection of what he did. Yeah, no, it's, it's when he gets angry. <laughs> this is the Hulk 101. Yeah, where yeah, he, but I thought when he finished, he had no idea what he'd Yeah, no, you don't. You don't. But in the new ones, it looks like he's full control of everything he's doing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not particularly fond of And he's of having a romance with Scarlet Witch. Not Scarlet Witch, the other one. Scarlet Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> Who plays I do, Black I always say, I call her, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, Black, the Black Witch Widow. The Black yeah. Widow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of where they're taking the character in the new MCU. Yeah. <laughs> Bixby would have signed off on it. Yeah. What's your order? What? Of, what? Bixby, Banner, oh. Ruffalo. So. So you got cartoon, yeah. So <laughs> nah, you can't put the cartoons in there because it will just yeah. But if, if it was live action Hulk actors, mm-hmm. for me Bixby is the best. Yeah, he's the best best band. Then oh, most, everyone loves. I think Edward Norton. I forgot Edward Norton. <laughs> uh, Edward Norton. I think Edward Norton is is well is is the was the best cast in terms of how a character looks in the comics, yeah. how he acts. I think he he's not in a great movie, but I think he's the best cast for me. Mark Ruffalo isn't Banner as I as I yeah. as I know him. He's not quite he's not quite right. He's a bit too kind of laconic. He doesn't look right. Uh, and then I love Eric Banner. I Did think... they hire Eric Banner just because he was called Banner? Because <laughs> what are the chances? Yeah, it's just, actually that is true. It's the same reason they hired Ang Lee so they could say, "Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry." That's literally the same reason. Um, no, I don't know. Like that film is bloody odd that film yeah. and like it has some brilliant moments in it but it also has some terrible moments Hulk from yeah. 2003 so Banner even though I like Banner I think he's a great actor just be, by being totally wrong for the role he is he's bottom bottom of the banners I think Incredible Hulk starring Edward Norton mm. suffered because it was too soon after Hulk and it was before yeah. Marvel was a thing yeah. the cinematic universe and so people were like so what's this I don't care but it does still count because William Hurt who played General yeah, Ross yeah. in that later turns up in Civil War do you think Norton shot himself in the foot do you think he looks back and he goes oh shit yeah he didn't know it was going to be a big deal yeah should have come back although one of the people uh, rumoured after Norton left and before Ruffalo was cast one of the people rumoured for to play Bruce Banner David Tennant who we wow. talked about earlier yeah. who clearly he knows his stuff he would have been great he knows his Bixby's from his banners yeah. he would have been good oh well um, but uh, back on topic so Lou continues to voice the Hulk having, having done that the voice of the Hulk in that 90 series he continues to voice the Hulk in the current Marvel movies. That's cool. So, beauty God. Yeah. That's all Lou. But... Good mate of Michael Jackson's, Lou Farina. Hmm? He's really good. He was a really close mate of Michael Jackson. Close friend of Michael Jackson's? Yes. Yeah. Search for Michael Jackson, Lou Farina. You'll find some amazing photos. <laughs> right, because you know, they, don't, they don't really seem like the kind of guys who would hang out. Michael Jackson, Lou Farina. Yeah, sure enough. Yeah, it's Lou. He's sort of yeah. flexing the, the biceps and... Yeah. Jacko's loving it. Having a great time. Yeah. 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 I think he was his personal trainer for a while or something like that. Something like that. Didn't really pay off for Jacko. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it's funny we're talking about because I think it is strange that they've never really sort of nailed mm. a Hulk 
I know a lot of people like Ruffalo's take, but yeah. the, but he's never had his own solo no. movie. Come back in Thor, though, haven't he? Thor three. Thor. Yes. <laughs> They've never really nailed a, a sort of live action solo Hulk movie. Yeah. Um, because you know, and the the Bixby, uh, Farino series was great, and the '90s series started out great. There was also a great '80s animated version, uh, which began the year the live action series originally ended, and that was narrated. By Dan uh, Lee. Yeah. I believe we talked about this before. Yeah. But let's have a blast. What's the matter with them out there? What is this, a jail? Why don't they come? I don't know, Doc, but take it easy. You're getting yourself all worked up. But I've got to tell General Ross about Dr. Carlston. What's going on? Let me out! Let me out! Let... Oh. 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 Help! 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 Help me, Rick! What's going on? Bruce Banner's rage and his frustration finally trigger the powerful gamma rays in his body, causing the world's most fantastic transformation as the incredible Hulk is born. They'd obviously, one, one before that series, they'd obviously only recorded sort of like 10 minutes of wild track of some actor making Hulk, Hulk noises. So you just, you'd just be on a loop of him going, Oh. <laughs> um, but I love that that version. It used to air in between episodes of Iron Man and Fantastic Four as part of the Marvel Action Hour Amazing. on BBC One on Saturday mornings. It's good times. But there was there was also uh, just talking about all the different iterations of the Hulk in the sixties. There was the very first Hulk cartoon. Now back then, all the Marvel cartoons had these musical uh, intros. So most famously, Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And that version has become so iconic, of course, that there's a really great uh, orchestral version yeah. that starts off the new Spidey that. movie, yeah. uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, Captain America, he had a cartoon in the 60s, also had a great one. When Captain America throws his mighty shield, right. all those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. When Captain America throws his mighty shield, all those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. If he's led to a fight and a duel is due, then the red and the white and the blue will come through when Captain America throws his mighty when Captain America throws his mighty shield, all those who choose to oppose his shield must yield. Unless you're a plane, or a bomb, or some ice, then he'll choose to take a nap, because the ice seems nice. When Captain America throws his mighty shield. Haha, <laughs> 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 guys, you're hilarious. Batman seems mad as hate Um. <laughs> so that was that was a strong one that the yeah. Captain America theme. Yeah. Uh, the Hulk's theme is less good. Yeah. It's less 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 good. That is one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> I wish you could have seen the disgust on Tom's face. Oh my face. god. Um, Hulk. 
Who? Oh my god, that is so bad. It's like something out of Hulk. Something out of the Crankies in the eighties. Who is as lovable as ever loving Hulk? There are many words one could use to describe Hulk. Incredible being one, not so much lovable. Also, I don't know if you noticed because it's quite poor quality. That theme includes the lyric: Doc Bruce Banner, belted by gamma rays, turns into the Hulk. Eighty unglamorous, <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which may be the worst rhyme oh, ever committed to song. It is a rhyme. It is a rhyme crime. That one. That's awful. Yeah. R. Kelly would turn his nose up at that rhyme. Now pause the movie, cause what I'm about to say to y'all is so damn twisted. Not only is there a man in his cabinet, but the man is a midget. Hulk. 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 <laughs> There's no effort either. <laughs> At the end, she just goes. Hulk. Like. Hulk. Hulk. <laughs> oh dear. Well, that is the end of uh, the latest episode of Two Geeks, Two Beers, and a Laptop. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, for more of this nonsense, go to uh, Two Geeks, Two Beers. Dot com, mm-hmm. uh, where all our previous episodes reside. Uh, there's a load of them now, loads of them, all about uh, Terra Hawks Over and 30. Thunderclats and Planet of the Apes. Thundercats as well. Thundercats as well. Thundercats and Thundercats yeah. and yeah. Planet of the Apes, Defenders of the Earth. Yeah. What else? What else we got? Uh, We've got some reboot action. Reboot. Got, uh, uh, Sega Mega Tremors. Drive. Point and click adventure all games. Sorts. All sorts. Yeah. Check it out. Um, they're all also on, on iTunes uh, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you just you know if you subscribe on iTunes, right, you just give us a rating. Just give it a yeah. review and a rating, and give us a want. Quick, I mean, we've only had reviews. it's not we've only had one rating. We yeah. clearly had more listeners than that. Yeah, so please yeah. give us a rating on there. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. five star rating, and you have to review it. Just give us a rating. Five stars. Yeah, give us five stars. Uh, and we're also Facebook and Twitter at Two Geeks Cast on both. Mm. And uh, if you've got any uh, any ideas for future yeah. episodes, yeah. things you'd like to see us cover, uh, you can send that to podcast at Two Geeks Two Beers dot com. Also, just advice, you know, just, just life advice, life advice yeah. you know, any, any sort of tips for us yeah. to sort of say, stop, sort your lives out, you know. Yeah, stop make, recording, maybe, no one's listening. Maybe script it a little more next yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, make an effort, <laughs> no, no what clips you're clicking on. Oh, yeah. uh, to play us out, I, I've discovered this abomination, no Hulk pun intended, uh, on, on Spotify. Uh, it's a B-side right. to Joe Harnell's beautiful Lonely Man theme. Uh, it's theme from the Incredible Hulk disco version. Oh no! Now, they love disco back then. I'm guessing old Joe. He was probably smoking smoking a doobie, and not this out. And it is All right. incredible. Right. Uh, so we'll have that to play us out. As ever, time. thank you for for listening, and yeah. see you next time. Hulk. <laughs> Hulk.
the worst theme tune I've ever heard in my life. Oh god. Oh, <laughs> 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 Yeah. I think you just got wired as well. <laughs>